Bienvenue and welcome to The Musical Man, the podcast that shines new light on the Tony Award for Best Musical. Each week we examine the nominees and winners of that esteemed decoration, and this week we'll be discussing Fosse. But first, how are we doing? I hope this episode of The Musical Man finds you well. I want to begin with a bit of sad news. This is our first and foremost item on the agenda. We would like to acknowledge the deaths of Mr. Hinton Battle, who passed away on Monday, January 29th at the age of 67, and Miss Chita Rivera, who passed away on Tuesday, January 30th at the age of 91. Their respective bodies of work are nothing short short of astounding, but more importantly, I believe they made people happy simply by being a part of this world, separate from their professional achievements, and I believe that is true of all of us. If I can say anything to you here at the top of this episode, it's that you existing, you being in the room is enough. You don't necessarily need to perform for anyone, and I want you to try to relieve yourself of any pressure that, if that sounds familiar to you, that sort of pressure, I would encourage you to try to shake as much of that off as you can, because we appreciate the fact that you're just here with us right now, listening to this show, for example. We don't ask anything, well, (laughs) sometimes I ask for five-star reviews, but you get what I mean. Uh, We appreciate you just as you are on the other end of this experience, so uh, just keep that in mind. I I recently heard from listener Liz, oh, we love Liz, and Liz had a question inspired by Cher's take on West Side Story. Here's the question, what musical would you pick to play all of the characters in? And my response, Liz, is Little Shop a little shop of horrors. Oh, I would play Seymour. I would play Audrey. I would play Warren. I would play Mushnik. Everyone save for the urchins. I don't think it's my place to play the urchins. Those roles are not mine to take. And also vocally, they are well beyond me. I don't think anyone wants to hear my, my rendition of the urchin material. Also from Liz, we have a couple of theater urban legends that I was not familiar with. I had never heard of these stories before. The first is all about West Side Story. Here's how this urban legend goes. Imagine you're an actor in a high school production of West Side Story, and you realize that you can't find your prop gun anywhere. You have to be on stage in mere seconds because you have to kill Tony with that prop gun. It's the the end of the show, it's the big climax. What are you gonna do? Well, according to this urban legend, this actor who played Chino ran out onto the stage and screamed, Poisoned Boots! And he proceeded to stage kick Tony to death. This inspired the actress playing Maria <laughs> to pick up one of Chino's boots and aim it at him and say something to the effect of, How many kicks are left in this poisoned boot, Chino? Enough for you! For me! For everyone! <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't know if that's the exact way that it plays out, but I, I'm continuing the urban legend streak. It's a game of telephone, of course. I'm, I'm maybe putting a little bit of my own zhuzh on top of it. And then the other urban legend that Liz shared with me is all about Carol Channing. So imagine you're the friend of an aunt of a friend of a sister of an aunt, and you go to a theatrical, a theatrical production. And it's intermission. And you go to the bathroom. You're, you're in the bathroom, the women's restroom. And you hear from inside one of the stalls, Corn? When did I have corn? And it's the voice of Carol Channing. <laughs> Carol Channing in a women's restroom stall openly asking the question, When did I have corn? And of course, the obvious joke I want to make is, Well, uh, corn today and corn tomorrow, of course, but yesterday, corn yesterday. <laughs> so thank you to Liz for sharing that information, those urban legends with me. Do yourself the favor of subscribing to Liz's YouTube channel. That is uh, the username on YouTube is spelled out thusly, C-O-S-B-R-A-R-I-A-N, C-O-S-B-R-A-R-I-A-N. And check out her Fucked Up Fairy Tales with Liz series, okay? And I want to close out this opening segment by officially saying, Today is Patty's 39th birthday. We are so happy to have Patty with us. Oh, I mean, talk about someone I'm just happy to have in the room with me. Her company. Oh, her company. It's more valuable than treasure. More valuable than treasure. And the same goes for Benny, of course. But it's not Benny's birthday today, is it? No, Benny's shaking his head. Of course it's not. We say happy birthday to you, Patty. We love you so much. Ah, uh, yes, we all have our arms in the air. Patty. Patty, it is now time to relay the show facts regarding today's subject, Fossey. Show me the show facts, you say? All right, I will. First, a bit of background info for you. Chet Walker, a veteran of Bob Fossey musicals who served as a performer and associate dance captain, was the first to conceive of a blockbuster review that would recreate the work of the legendary choreographer. This was in the mid-90s, I believe. Walker teamed up with Levant Productions for a series of New York workshops and a world premiere production at Toronto's North York Performing Arts Theatre. Broadway stalwarts Richard Maltby Jr. and Anne Reinking came aboard during the development process, and they ultimately shared, all three of them, I should say, shared a conceived by credit. As we learned last week, the conceived by credit can be a a real sticking point among collaborators, but I don't believe there was any tension surrounding this particular citation. After a successful tryout in Boston, Fosse landed in Los Angeles, where it was clocking in at a hefty three hours and ten minutes. The producers were understandably concerned about the length, and Fosse was swiftly reduced to two and a half hours prior to its Broadway debut. Seems like a wise decision, right? I don't care how much of a Fosse freak you are. Once the clock strikes 11, it's bedtime for Bonzo, baby! I like the snapping and the bowlers and the soft white gloves as much as the next fruit, but I also know when enough is enough. So, Fosse was the 1999 winner of the Tony Award for Best Musical. It opened on January 14, 1999 at the Broadhurst Theatre and ran for 1,093 performances. As of this recording, Fosse is the 108th longest-running show in Broadway history, with Neil Simon's Plaza Suite at 107, 1,097 performances, and future subject, They're Playing Our Song, at number 109, 1,082 performances. As a reminder, this show was conceived by Chet Walker, whose Broadway acting credits include On the Town, Pippin, Dancin', and Sweet Charity, Richard Maltby Jr., who is primarily known as a musical theater lyricist for such shows as Baby, Miss Saigon, Nick and Nora, and Big, and finally Anne Reinking, who has appeared in Cabaret, Pippin, Chicago, Sweet Charity, you know Anne Reinking. We talked about her during our coverage of Chicago. We've talked about her. The book, we have no book. So I am not going to cite anyone in relation to the book. All right, moving on. Music and lyrics by the following. Oh, this long list of musical theater and uh, music in general icons. We have Richard Adler, Joseph Arrington Jr., Ray Bodick, Leon Barry, Irving Berlin, Patrick S. Brady, Lou Brown, 
Whiteside, Coleman, Bob Crosby, B.G. De Silva, Neil Diamond, Howard Dietz, Mort Dixon, Dave Dreyer, Fred Ebb, Dorothy Fields, Bob Haggart, G. Harrell, Ray Henderson, Billy Higgins, Al Jolson, Bert Calamar, John Kander, Stanley Lebowski, Frederick Lowe, Johnny Mercer, W. Benton Overstreet, Cole Porter, Louis Prima, Andy Rosov, Leo Rubin, Jill Roden, Billy Rose, Jerry Ross, Harry Ruby, Lalo Schifrin, Arthur Schwartz, Stephen Schwartz, Ted Snyder, Julie Stein, Frederick K. Tobias, Jerry Jeff Walker, Harry Warren, and Richard A. Whitting. The directors of this production, Richard Maltby Jr. and Anne Reinking, musical director Patrick S. Brady, orchestrations Ralph Burns and Douglas Besterman. The choreographer, well, we have Bob Fosse as a foundation, and that choreography was recreated by Anne Reinking and Chet Walker. Chet would go on to recreate Fosse's choreography for the 2013 revival of Pippin. That's just a little bonus fact for you. Scenic design, Santo Lacosto. Lighting design, Andrew Bridge. Sound design, Jonathan Deans. Costume design, Santo Lacosto. And the original Broadway cast was as follows. We have Jane Lanier, Valerie Pettiford, Eugene Fleming, Kim Morgan Green, Mary Ann Lamb, Dana Moore, Elizabeth Parkinson, Desmond Richardson, Sergio Trulio, Scott Wise, Julio Augustin, Brad Anderson, that's a Broadway debut for Brad. Congratulations. Andy Blankenbuehler, Mark Kalamia, Holly Cruikshank, Lisa Gajda, Scott Jovich, Christopher R. Kirby, D.D. Labar, Shannon Lewis, Mary McLeod, Brad Musgrove, Michael Paternostro, Rochelle Rock, Lainey Sakakura, and Alex Sanchez. Tony Nods. All right, so the production won Best Musical, of course, but also Best Lighting Design, Andrew Bridge, and Best Orchestrations, Ralph Burns and Douglas Besterman. We have additional nominations. Best Featured Actor in a Musical, Desmond Richardson. Best Featured Actor in a Musical, Scott Wise. Best Featured Actress in a Musical, Valerie Pettiford. Best Costume Design, Santo Lacosto. And Best Directors of a Musical, Richard Maltby Jr. and Anne Reinking. Okay, so that's eight nominations in total. Three awards when all was said and done. In regards to the plot, well, here's what I have to say. Much like Jerome Robbins Broadway, Fosse is a celebration of the art in this case Bob Fosse, who choreographed the numbers we see throughout the evening. This is a straight-up musical theater smorgasbord that pulls from the following sources. Former subjects of the podcast, Kiss Me Kate, The Pajama Game, Damn Yankees, Sweet Charity, Chicago, and Big Deal, as well as future subjects of the podcast, Redhead, Cabaret, Pippin, and Dancing, and the following non-Broadway sources. We have a mysterious TV special hosted by Bob Hope that aired in 1968. My question is, where is this special? Is it online? Can I watch it anywhere? Because I, oh, I turned up Bubkiss. We also have Liza with a Z, the famous Liza Minnelli TV special that premiered on NBC on September 10th, 1972. And finally, there's All That Jazz, the 1979 film directed by Fosse that serves as his own loose biopic. Roy Scheider, Jessica Lange, Anne Reinking, Ben Vereen. Have you seen that movie? Oh, it's so good. It makes me say, oh, it's so good. You should go see it. All right, sources. Oh, so, so what's the question here? Well, what did I look into? What did I listen to? What did I watch? Well, for the purposes of this week's episode, I listened to the 1999 Broadway cast album, the original Broadway cast album, Hello, of Fosse, and I watched the PBS Great Performances Dance in America episode of Fosse. This is a pro shot, essentially, of Fosse. Original air date for this episode of PBS Great Performances. That's February 5th, 2002, and the whole thing is available in full on YouTube. The pro shot features the aforementioned Anne Reinking and Ben Vereen, who began appearing as replacement cast members in 2001, I believe. These are top-shelf artists and highly knowledgeable Fosse collaborators, so I'm not sure why they weren't on stage from the beginning, but as usual, nobody called to get my opinion all the way back in 1999. And you might say, well, perhaps there was a scheduling conflict, Jonathan. Perhaps they merely wanted audiences to focus on the current generation of dancers. Maybe they were just happy working behind the scenes. And I say, ah, pafooey. I say pafooey to you. Get them out there is what I say. Here is my three-star letterboxed review of the Fosse Pro Shot. 
Here it is. Far be it from me to look a pro shot in the mouth, but there are a couple of factors at play here that make for a rocky experience. For one thing, we're in desperate need of a remaster as the video quality on YouTube falls just short of awful. We've got a lot of blurry dancers in black outfits moving against inky backdrops, and I can barely make out what's going on. Help is what I say. <laughs> Help! The biggest problem is the editing, which frequently undermines the power and precision of Fosse's moves with a truckload of unnecessary cuts. No one was out here asking for medium shots of dancers, alright? We want to see their entire bodies stick to wide shots? Clarity issues aside, this is an entertaining, if occasionally uneven, review. The numbers that work, Big Spender, I Gotcha, I Wanna Be a Dancing Man, more than make up for the ones that slow us down, Mr. Bojangles, the entirety of the Sing 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 finale. Okay, so that's my Letterboxd review, and I would like to repeat for emphasis, the Mr. Bojangles sequence is a theatrical sedative, and if I never hear Benny Goodman's Sing 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 again, I will be better off for it. Ah, chips ahoy! A thousand chips delicious! Now, bisco! Like, enough already. I came across this demented sentence while sifting through other letterbox reviews of Fosse. <laughs> Here's the, uh, here's the sentence, quote, It did feel like a local theater as opposed to a Broadway show, quote. Oh, oh, did it? Oh, did it? It did? You believe this? What you saw in this pro shot? You believe this? is at the level of a local theater. This is the sort of talent you would you would be entertained by at a local theater. Okay, where do you live? Do you live in New York City? Is your local theater the Broadhurst Theater on Broadway? You schmuck, is what I say to that person. It is now time to deconstruct the score of Fosse. I, I, I want to say, fair warning, I have no real desire to re-examine songs from shows we've already covered on the main feed, so uh, no offense, Big Spender, don't take it personally, Steam Heat, but you're not my priority right now. What I want to start with is the opening number, Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries. Let's hear that. Just a bowl of cherries Don't take it serious Life's too mysterious You work, be saved You worry so But you can't take the dough When you go, go, go so featured in the 1986 musical Big Deal, Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries was written and published by Ray Henderson and Lou Brown all the way back in 1931. 
That same year, Ethel Merman introduced the song to audiences by performing it as part of George White's Scandals of 1931. The Scandals series of Broadway reviews, for those who are curious, had been an annual tradition since 1919 and would continue to be a mainstay through 1939. A lot of folks got their break by appearing in a Scandals review. Uh, there was Miss Merman, of course, but also Ray Bolger, Ann Miller, Bert Lahr, and the Three Stooges. Ever heard of them? Did I mention the other song that made its big debut during the 1931 Scandals review? Uh, that would be the song, That's Why Darkies Were Born, and it was performed by Everett Marshall. Uh, now you know. But it would appear I've wandered off the path, so let's find our way back, shall we? The, the thing is, I really enjoy Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries. The music and lyrics are excellent, and I love how Big Deal, and by extension, today's subject, Fosse, repackages the number to make it stranger, uh, more contemplative, and haunted. Ben Vereen performs Bowl of Cherries during the PBS Pro Shot, but original Broadway cast member Valerie Pettiford is who we needed to hear from today. Talk about a cool, sophisticated, and positively startling voice. Hers is the sort of voice that shakes you out of your zombified routine, by golly. By gum is what I say. Pettiford was in Big Deal during its all-too-short run in 86 and would not reappear on Broadway until Fosse opened in 99. That's a 13-year gap. That's a lot of years, a lot of time to think about the show that flopped despite your blood, sweat, and tears. But when Pettiford came back to Broadway, she came back to rep that self-same flop, and do I ever respect that. If you had never heard of Big Deal prior to 1999, Pettiford was gonna make damn sure you never forgot about it. P.S. Valerie Pettiford was also in a former subject of the podcast, Grind, with Ben Vereen. I'm telling you, the connections never end. I'm running out of thread over here. Somebody buy me more red thread. Let's continue the Valerie Pettiford love fest with a taste of Bye Bye Blackbird. This is one of the routines from Liza with a Z, and I dare say Pettiford gives Manelli a run for her money. A run for her Manelli, if you will. <laughs> Let's hear it.
feel about the run-for-her Manelli joke I made right before the clip? Is that, is it sitting well with everyone? How is it digesting? I'm open to criticism so long as it comes in the form of hyperbolic flattery, all right? Unfortunately, we don't have any audio from the From the Edge sequence, as it only appears during the pro shot and not on the cast album. I suppose I could have ripped the entire pro shot from YouTube and isolated the audio uh, like one pulls a toy out of a claw machine, but that simply was not in the cards, I'm afraid. So, why am I talking about From the Edge, which was first staged for Danson in 1978? If we can't hear the music, well, why are we talking about it? I'll be real with you, I just wanted to flame out for a second. This sequence involves a trio of fairly beefy, frightfully limber, and ferociously queer men in tight-as-hell tank tops. Oh, I love a tight tank top. They are leaping through the air, contorting like pretzels, and I like to believe they explored each other's bodies once the curtain came crashing down. Curtain down, pants off, you get the picture. I have no idea who these men are, no clue at all, but I salute them nonetheless. I salute their arms and tummies and tushies and tits, and I hope hundreds, if not thousands, of young people experienced an awakening during their routine. Uh, we don't need to hear Big Spender, do we? Uh, can I throw that out there? We, we all know what Big Spender sounds like. Uh, okay, you know what? Let's hear the tiniest sliver, nothing more than a morsel, okay? Can we get a morsel? The minute you walked in the joint I could see you were a man of distinction A real Big Spender Good looking, so refined What can I say? I've said it before, I'll say it again. You're a Caesar salad, thank you for that. Watching Big Spender play out is always a pleasure. Every time I see this number play out, I am reminded of how Fosse put a lot of stock in tension and silence. Live theater is cinematic. There are wide shots and close-ups. Sometimes we're meant to drink in the entire stage picture, and at other times we zoom in on a coy gesture of the hand, or a, a percussive hip thrust, or a, a leering grin. Fosse dictates the scope of our attention, how it's channeled, and I, for one, enjoy being worked like a marionette. You were a mess and an asshole, Bobby, but Big Spender lands, and it's always gonna land. It would be nice to say Fosse's rotten treatment of women and his raging success as an artist would only coexist during the era in which he found himself, and that no one, despite their natural and profitable talents, could get away with that shit today, but we all know that's just not true. Fosse is the sort of guy who would get cancelled, delete his Instagram account, lay low for six months, and then reappear on the scene without so much as an apology. And I'm sure the modern Broadway community would, by and large, welcome him back with thunderous applause. This is a willfully forgetful and cynical industry, folks. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it sucks, and I don't think we should accept that. I'm just saying that that's how I, uh, that's how I feel sometimes in my most cynical moments. Bad people who make money for people without backbones can go a hell of a long way.
you better believe I'm a fan of crunchy granola sweet. That's just what you heard. That music is so dopey and digital and utterly spaced out. How could I not give my entire heart over to it? The vibe is moony and its influences are multitudinous. Equal parts Fantasia, Mac and Me, Brian Eno, NASA New Age, and Batman 1966. More, I say. Give me more. The editing of the PBS Pro Shot is especially hyperactive throughout Crunchy Granola Suite. In the final moments of the routine, the dancers execute a series of poses in time with the beat. Pose, 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 and pose. Pose, 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 and pose. It, it goes on and on and on. Like most of Fosse's choreography, it calls for strength and precision, and all of that effort is undermined by the impatient hand of the editor. There is simply no justification for cutting on the same beat as the music. Cut, 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 and cut, 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 and cut. Who are you trying to impress? Anyway, this is not a music video. You're making it impossible for me to appreciate the, uh, the individual poses. I can't process the poses, the transitions, or how it all adds up. Thanks a lot, Girish Bargava. That's right, I'm calling Girish out by name. The editing stinks, Girish. Side note. One of the women in the company looks a lot like Elizabeth Berkley as she appears in the film Showgirls. This led me to wonder what Showgirls would be like if the Vegas show Nomi stars in was less about volcanoes and boobies and more about pancake makeup and wrist articulation. You see, these are the things I think about when the editing does not allow me to watch what I'm supposed to be watching. watch only one portion of the Fosse Pro Shot, make it I Wanna Be a Dancing Man, which starts around the 27-minute mark on YouTube. Now, this sequence is deceptive in the best sense of the word. The sweet-as-apple-pie tune, pleasant but disposable, and elementary steps, elementary for Bob Fosse at least, are nothing more than a ploy. Fosse lures us into a state of complacency before cracking this sucker open and revealing its cosmic depths. The choreography just keeps evolving, demanding more and more of the dancers from the dancers in terms of timing and range, but they never flinch, not even once. It's astounding. There is a whole section in here when the music and lyrics continually drop out as if someone is hitting a pause button. 
and the dancers continued to move through their counts in patches of silence. Then, after a moment, they scooped the song back up and continued it as if, as if it was the easiest thing in the world. Uh, there's also a lot of knee slapping towards the end of this routine, and the intensity of the knee slapping is wild. You have been warned. The dancing in the dark routine is also not available on the cast album, so if you want to check it out, you'll have to check out the pro shot. I don't have a timestamp for this one. I'm, 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 I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. Of course I have a timestamp. This starts right around the 44 minute mark. Would I ever leave you high and dry? No! You're thirsty. Here, have some water. Now, I should say the choreography is not what I want to focus on in this instance. What I enjoy most about this sequence is the way Ben Vereen interacts with one of his colleagues. Ben is watching this, this fella, he's watching him dance on stage, and, and Ben Vereen says, I like it, Mark, come on! That's Mark Arvin, to be clear, and I think it's sweet how Ben refers to him by name in the middle of the show. How many people get to perform with Ben Vereen and also receive a shout-out while doing it? Amazing! Fosse was Arvin's first Broadway credit, and he would go on to appear in three former subjects of the podcast, Swing, Sweet Smell of Success, and Moving Out. You had a great run, Mark, and I, oh, I salute you too. Ain't no doubt about it. You did good, Marky boy. Uh, all right, I absolutely draw the line at hearing steam heat again. We got to hear a morsel of Big Spender, but no way. You know what? If you want to hear it, if you want to hear steam heat that badly, you're going to have to hear me sing it. They told me to shovel more coal in the boiler. They told me to shovel more coal in the boiler. They told me to shovel more coal in the boiler. But that don't do no good. Ooh, ooh, I've still got it. Well, you know what would have been neat? What would have been neat if the Fosse team had found a way to smash Steam Heat from the Pajama Game up against Who's Got the Pain from Damn Yankees? It's clear Fosse had a thing for, for goofy sounds, boinks, and blats, and dunks, and uggs and arfs of every size, shape, and color. And a pajama Yankees combo would have served as the ultimate testament to that predilection. You know, everybody talks about how sensual Fosse's choreography is, but everybody forgets about all the goofy sound effects and all of the goofy head bobs. <laughs> arf, arf, who's got the pain when they do the mumbo? Who's got the pain when they go steam ugh?
Silky Thoughts slash Cool Hand Luke is from that ever-elusive 1968 Bob Hope special, and I'll say it again, what Bob Hope special? It can't be the Bob Hope Christmas special, which did air in 68, but doesn't list Fosse as a cast member or a collaborator. Fosse did an episode of The Bob Hope Show with Gwen Verdon in 68, but that's a show, not a special. And if that is what we're talking about, again, why can't I find it on YouTube? Ugh! Anyway, the routine is nothing to write home about, but I wouldn't mind cuddling up with that cozy music. Ah, drop this track into a relaxing JRPG music to study to playlist, and nobody would bat an eye. It sounds like I started a new game, and my character wants nothing more than to catch a few extra Zs. Ah, I'm so sleepy, but then I hear the voice of my mother. Chrysalis! Are you still in bed? Get a move on! The festival's already started! So I go downstairs and I talk to my mother. She hands me a potion and tells me to catch up with my sister, but nobody in town has seen my sister for hours. I eventually find her in a cave surrounded by slimes. We fight them off together, and before you know it, we're in heaven killing God with the help of a, a foul-mouthed machinist, a ditzy yet well-meaning acrobat, a disgraced monarch, a brooding bisexual nomad, and a giant talking mole rat who has unresolved trauma and a thing for feet. Standard JRPG fare. need to hear nowadays from Chicago all over again because it may be one of the best Candor and Ebb creations in their storied history. Fosse clearly has a soft spot for Chicago, making room for nowadays, the hot honey rag, and razzle dazzle, but all that jazz is conspicuously MIA. What do you mean we're not doing all that jazz? Unbelievable! Even more unbelievable, the pro shot includes a performance of Mein Air, Mein Herr, from Cabaret, but the number ain't on the cast album. Unbelievable! What are we saying? Cabaret is chopped liver? Oh, it makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me mad, I tell you. Makes me mad! Why, ah, fat him in the streets. Ah, fat him in the rooftops. Ah, well, ah, well, ah, well, ah, well. That's all I have to say regarding the score of Fosse. It is now time to hear from our fine sponsor, 5678 Coffee. Take it away, 5678. Oh. 
Oh my god, I'm so sorry in advance. I apologize. I am not used to this technology. They sent me this microphone. I'm, I'm all alone up here, so I had to set it up by myself. I got, I don't even know if I'm recording. There's a little red light, and I suppose that means I'm, I'm, I'm good to go, okay? Well, hello there. It's me, Jennifer Coolidge. Now, you might remember me from my recent appearance on the podcast. And, and, and you know, I got a lot of letters about that, about that uh, appearance of mine, and they're nasty letters. Oh my god. People were saying, but you've never been on Broadway. And that's that's just not true. I, I was in the women in 2001 with Jennifer Tilly, okay? So we have both been on Broadway. That's why I have a right to be here. And you know, those letters upset me so much that I decided to leave Earth completely. That's why. <coughs> oh god. Oh god. I'm having a fit. Okay, I'm better now. Oh, what was I saying? Oh god. Hey, Here's the thing, I was so upset that I decided to live on Mars for the rest of my natural life. And that's why I'm calling in from off planet. That's why they had to send me a microphone. And honestly, it's better for me up here. I prefer the stillness here. I am tired of Earth, okay? These people, ugh. I'm tired of being caught in the tangle of their lives. They, they claim, you know, they claim their labors are to build a heaven. Yet their heaven is popular with horrors. You ever notice that? You ever notice that? Perhaps the world is, is not made. You ever think of that? Perhaps nothing is made. Oh, oh God, can you imagine a clock without a craftsman? Oh, it's too late. Oh, that's what I say. It's too late. Always has been. Always will be too late. But, you know, I suppose there's always time for our sponsor, 5678, to go. I love this variation on a classic theme. And you better believe I stocked my spaceship with all sorts of those pouches. All the pouches I could get my mitts on. Yum, yum, yum. That's what I say. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go visit the Sidonia region and get a gander at that face. Oh, that face. That face. That marvelous face. The face on Mars. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, God. Uh, did you not know what I was talking about? The space face. I'm going to give that guy a piece of my mind. I'm going to flirt with him. I'm going to offer him a drink. Unless he's gay. I don't want to bother him if he's gay. Oh, the gays love me. It's not your fault, gays. I didn't leave Earth because of you, okay? All right. I got to go. Oh, God. I hope this was okay. I'm sorry if it wasn't. Final thoughts regarding Fosse. A lot of people love to talk about Bob Fosse's influence on Michael Jackson. And in the face of that topic, whenever it comes up, I think to ask this question, who gives a shit? And then, okay, so in 1999, the winner, as a reminder of the Tony Award for Best Musical, was Fosse, and the additional nominees that season were The Civil War, It Ain't Nothing But the Blues, and Parade. The question is, of course, did any of these shows deserve to win Best Musical over Fosse? Well, as a reminder, Parade did win the Tony Awards for Best Book and and best original score, so I guess the real question is, how could we not give best musical to Parade? Enough already with these victory lap reviews winning best musical over wholly original works. Parade is an amazing piece of musical theater that should have been, oh, that should have taken home, I should say, the top prize. Full stop. Yeah, look, I like this review. I like it certainly mo uh, more than Jerome Robbins' Broadway, uh, mainly because there's nobody nobody popping out every few seconds to do some uh, bad character voice. Hey, how you doing? The show is Chicago. Uh, you know, we're not doing that, but enough already, I say. It is now time for me to rank... Fosse against all of the other shows we've talked about here on the podcast. As always, if you want to check out this full ranking of ours, go to patreon.com slash musicalmanpod, click through the pinned post, and you'll be taken to our link tree where you can access our spreadsheet. Oh, our Google spreadsheet, the second tab of which will provide all of that ranking info. Okay, so where is Fosse on this list? 
Fosse is at number 90, Between Once at number 89, and, oh, what, what speak of the devil, Jerome Robbins Broadway, which is now at number 91. It was at 87, but it got bumped down a couple of notches, didn't it, laddie? Yes, it did. Okay, so now Fosse and Jerome Robbins Broadway, you can be the two Victory Lap review neighbors, okay? All right. I do have one piece of show-related ephemera for you. Oh, and it is sweet, sweet, sweet. Here is Judy Garland performing Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries on The Judy Garland Show. This would be from Season 1, Episode 25, which first aired on CBS on March 22nd, 1964. Take it away, Judy! Life is just a bowl of cherries. Don't take it serious. Life's too mysterious. You work, you slave, you worry so, but you can't take your dough when you go, go, go. Keep repeating, it's the berries. The strongest oak must fall. The best things in life to you were just long. So how can you lose what you never own life is just a bowl of cherries so To determine which show we discuss next, we'll need to take a ride on the musical carousel, otherwise known as the random number generator I named after that classic Rogers and Hammerstein show, Get Away From My Daughter, Mum and Chance. Everyone ready? Then away we go! Ah, ha, 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 well, isn't this interesting? Another bit of serendipity from the musical carousel. The year is 1967. The next subject of the main feed is the 1967 winner of the Tony Award for Best Musical. It ran for 1,165 performances. And the name of that song, no, the, the name of that show is Cabaret. It's Cabaret, yes, Cabaret. That episode is dropping Wednesday, February 14th. Be on the lookout for it. Go to patreon.com slash musicalmanpod to find out how you can support the show financially. As a reminder, 100% of every monthly payout is donated to the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. We don't keep any of that money. It all goes to the action fund. You can donate one, three, five, or ten dollars a month. Let's say you donate one dollar a month. What do you get at that tier? Well, you get Monday early access to all of our main feed episodes. Everyone else will have to wait until Wednesday. You get them first thing Monday morning. You also get a verbal shout out each and every week. Thank you so much for donating at least one dollar a month. Caroline, Helena, Greg, Andy, Elizabeth, Aaron, Jason, Jack, Vitor, Sydney, Katie, Elena, Anton Ross, HJG, Jared, Eli, David, Dave, Christopher, Neil, Brian, Robin, Liz, Carrie, Maddie, Jonathan, Marques, Rob, Shauna, Shiante, Roberto, Jordan, Ashley, Chris, 
JC, Jenna, Aaron, Lily, Haley, Brandon, Brad, Matt, Zach, and Marisol. You also get 20 bonus episodes regarding the following subjects. The 73rd Annual Tony Awards, the trailer for the film Cats, The Little Mermaid Live, a full review of the film Cats, Emma at Chicago Shakespeare Theater, Take Me to the World, a Sondheim 90th birthday celebration, Hamilton via Disney+, Plus. Documentary Now, Original Cast Album, Co-op, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, Harlow the Alligator Boy, the trailer for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, Vivo, the Tony Awards present Broadway's Back, Diana, Annie Live, The Notebook at Chicago Shakespeare Theater, Beauty and the Beast, A 30th Celebration, and the 1999 animated film The King and I, a brand new $1 a month tier bonus episode is dropping February 28th, okay? Keep your ears open. $1 a month tier patrons also get season one, that's 12 episodes of Radio Boy, a series for which I check in with myself via the non-musical theater songs that make me feel more like myself, and all 16 episodes in M3, the movie musical man, a series for which we watch trios, trilogies of movie musicals that are tied by common themes. Oh, it's wonderful. $3 a month will get you everything I've already described, plus a musical shout-out in the style of a character, actor, or composer of your choosing, all 10 episodes in Wildcats Everywhere, the High School Musical Podcast, a special all about Julie and the Phantoms, and all 14 episodes of TV VIP, a series dedicated to musical television shows. $5 a month will get you everything I've already described, plus you get to stop the musical carousel and determine what show I discuss on the podcast. You get seasons one and two, that's 24 episodes of All I Ask of You, an advice show hosted by the Phantom of the Opera. You get all 14 episodes in our Broadway in Chicago review series and volumes one through six of Shout About It. Those are collections of five, six, seven, eight coffee ads and musical shout outs from the first 150 episodes of the show. Finally, $10 a month will get you everything I've already described, plus exclusive announcements regarding future subjects of the main feed, all 12 episodes in season one of The Snub Club, uh, that's a show dedicated to uh, Broadway musicals that were uh, snubbed and they were not nominated for Best Musical. And finally, oh, finally, finally, you get all 12 episodes in Turn It Off. That's a series dedicated to off-Broadway musicals. If you're listening to the show via Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, please take a moment to write a five-star review. You could stream the show via Spotify, Audible, uh, Podbean, and that's musicalmanpod.podbean.com, and you can email me just like Liz did at musicalmanpod at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to Patty and Benny all the way over there in Chicago. Happy birthday again, Patty. Oh, Alex Green, thank you for our beautiful logo. And thank you, Zach Little, for our fabulous intro and outro music. Oh, no, you know what that sound means. Yes, just when the fun is starting comes the time for parting. Oh, well, we'll catch up some other time, specifically on the next episode of The Musical Man. So long, farewell, off Venusian, and good night. <laughs>